This is the Greater Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So uh, we'll just jump into the rose and thorn. You say the same thing every week, Every time. (laughs) Jumping right in. Okay. Well, my thorn is also my rose, and it's um, regarding work travel. So as I said in previous episodes, I have a full-time job, and um, as an engineer, I do have to travel for work. Um, Before the pandemic, I was going like once a month. And then during the pandemic, I wasn't going at all, which was lovely. Like, I loved it. And now it's coming back. And it's coming back full force. So um, I'm going to Germany for work. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a thorn because I it's like a whole week. And it's like, I haven't been on the plane for that long in so long. And like, it's so far. I don't know. I'm just kind of dreading it because I know I'm going to be so tired and being like, what's happening? But um, <laughs> um and I, you know, and that's a whole week of not doing real estate, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's a thorn. But on the rose, I'm also kind of excited because it's like, well, I haven't traveled in so long for free too. So it's like I am kind of excited, but I know at the same time I'm gonna be working and also very tired. And, and I know my coworker and I are gonna be sightseeing. So, yeah. So it's like it's like bad. It's like a pro and con, but you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So. Yeah, Germany's a cool like place to go. But work trips, I know. I did work trips when I was at Zillow, and it's like... It's different. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not for pleasure, so... Yeah. All right, Josh, go for it. Yeah. So, um, my thorn for this week, uh, it's pretty minor thorn, um, but, like, today, I I started an LLC to, uh, like, buy and sell land, and uh, I bought my first property under the LLC, which I haven't done before, and then... I sold it and I got called by the escrow company today and they're trying to wire me the money and they couldn't because I had put my name on the wire instructions, but apparently you need a business bank account. So I had to like run to the oh. bank today and it's like this whole process that I, I, I didn't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're at the bank today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got that sorted out though. So it's not, a, not an issue. So that's good to know then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my rose for this week, not real estate related, but, uh, I've been uh, I've been training for this race I'm doing in November. Mm. It's like a fifty mile race, and wow. um, my training's been like going pretty well lately. I had like the highest mileage week I've had probably since high school. I think so. Gnarly, dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Yes. Yeah, Except that you uh, had to postpone our podcast day a, yeah. by a day because you were so tired. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to, supposed to record yesterday, but I did a twenty mile run and I was pretty much <laughs> wrecked for the rest of the day. So we were going to have a really cool guest, um, but we will have him soon. Yeah, Luca, you'll be here next weekend yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, so let's go into the topic for today. Um, Stella, what, what are we... Yeah, I want to ask you a question. Um, so I have my condo that I do want to sell. Um, is now a good time to do that? That's a great question. Um, you know, I would, I would say yes. And... Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh-huh. I, well, I think there's probably two parts to it. I mean, one side to that question is like, personally, is it a good time to sell for you? Like, what do you? No, because yeah. my tenants in there. <laughs> but, but yeah. And okay. at least her lease doesn't come up till like the spring. But hypothetically, if she wasn't in there and it was vacant, would it be a good time to sell now? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you don't know. It's been going on for a long time, uh, a few couple of years. It seems like it's been super hot 
And even before that, uh, there was like a slight dip a couple of years ago, but then like the previous two years before that were also like record years. Um, but the Seattle market's super competitive um, for buyers. So if you're a seller, it's a really good time to list your house because there's very little inventory for the buyers to pick from. Mm-hmm. And um, the interest rates for loans are super low. I mean, they were just at all-time lows, and they're pretty close to that still. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking, like, 3% or less, um, potentially. So a lot of people looking for houses and not enough inventory means, you know, for the listings, like, the most desirable listings, um, there's a ton of competition. Like, it's not uncommon to see five, 10, sometimes even 20 or 30 offers on a single house. So it's listed for, usually people will list on a Thursday and then they'll have like one open house on the weekend mm-hmm. and all the traffic will come through like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they have an offer review date on like Tuesday. Yeah. Most commonly. Okay. And so you really have like five days and then if it's a good listing, it's priced right, you know, it's staged correctly, you know, you've kind of checked all your boxes for the marketing, you can expect to get a fair amount of interest and probably, you know, because the buyers know that they're going to be competing with other buyers. And so they have to adjust the terms of their offer Mm -hmm. accordingly. Right. And so what that looks like a lot of times is people are waiving contingencies. So you probably did like when you bought a house, did you do an inspection? Yeah. Yeah. So, so did I on both of the houses I've bought, but a lot of houses right now, um, they're sell like people will waive their right to do an inspection of the home. And the reason they do that is because like as the seller, right. you know, having that inspection contingency is creates a reason why like the transaction could blow up or like not go the way that you want it mm-hmm. to. Because they could do an inspection and then come back and try to renegotiate or just back out of the offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they've waived the right to do an inspection, then they don't have that right to do that. So they are basically, they have the option to do an inspection before they make an offer in some situations. But that's like an out-of-pocket expense and not everybody does that. Oh, the buyer pays for that. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So that's a risk for them because they might not win the house. Right. Um, but they're also waiving other contingencies. Like what? financing so yeah it's kind of sketchy because yeah you can do it you can waive financing um like if you're getting a loan almost like usually you would include a financing contingency and what that says is you know this is this purchasing contingent on me being able to get a loan right um so if you can't get a loan then you get your earnest money back uh-huh. And what what your earnest money is, for those of you guys that don't know, it is a kind of like a upfront payment that goes towards your down payment. Um, but it's, it's basically liquidated damages. So like if you back out of the contract for a reason that's not outlined in there, then the seller keeps that money. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like, you know, for like a million dollar house, you might see like a $30,000 oh, earnest wow. money. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have a financing contingency and then you get into contract to purchase and like you lose your job, you can't get a loan anymore. Yeah. Then you're going to lose your earnest money. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know people are doing that. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's a product of how competitive the market is right now, but if you're a seller, like that's great. You know, that's just another thing that you don't have to worry about. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing that people are doing right now that really is kind of making the difference between who is winning and losing on some of these houses is uh, for the people that are getting financing, there's even if you waive the financing, there's a there's a possibility that the 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 bank that's making the loan they'll they do an appraisal to make sure the house is worth what you're paying. Mm-hmm. And so if the appraisal comes back lower than what you're trying to pay for the house, mm-hmm. then there's a clause in the offer usually that says, you know, that gives you the right to re- renegotiate because the bank's not willing to loan that high. Right. So there's an, there's another contingency or it's like an optional clause that you can include that says you're willing to increase your down payment by X amount uh-huh. to like make up for that difference. Have you seen that though? Yeah. Oh, you have? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't happen that often, the banks. Yeah. But if you're seeing like a house that has 20 offers and it's going for like 300,000 over asking. Yeah, that's wild. The banks will look at that and, you know, it doesn't always. They'll be like, whoa, 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 that house is not worth that much, guys. This is getting a little too crazy for (laughs) them. Y'all need to chill. (laughs) So you can include something in your offer that says, yeah, I'm willing to pay, you know, if it appraised, if I'm trying to pay 800,000 and it's appraised for 750, I'm willing to pay. 50,000 more out of pocket right to cover that and difference. you have to pay that out of pocket right you do yeah okay yeah and so i'm uh, side note as a buyer you know you can include that contingency if sometimes what i recommend if someone was like thinking about putting 20 percent down mm-hmm. they might as well just say they're gonna put five so then they can have uh, a little bo- more wiggle room there so does it not really matter what your down payment really is for like when you're putting in your offer no, for the offers purposes, uh-huh. no, gotcha. it doesn't. Okay. And you can change it later too, by the way. So like, right. yeah, that's like the buyer side note. We could do a whole nother episode <laughs> on, you know, structuring competitive offers as a buyer because there is a lot of subtlety that goes into that. Um, and, the, you know, you kind of have to be current with like what's going on in the market. Yeah, that'd right be now. a good one for other agents. Yeah. I mean, buyers too, but like usually when you're a buyer, you don't really know all that, right? It's kind of up to the agent to kind of, kind of make that offer for you and make it as competitive as they can. So that might be a good one for later. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always trying to educate the, my buyers, like yeah. what, why are we, you know, why is this language in the offer? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we including these forms over that one? And right. they need to know too. Like, Oh yeah. It's their might, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's their house. <laughs> they should know. Yeah. But I, I think like market wise, that is my opinion on why it would be a good time to sell. Mm-hmm. I think it would be worth discussing um, you know, on like, uh, on the individual level, like why it might be a good time to sell for others. Like, I guess in your case, like, why do you, why would you want to sell? Like, what would you do with the money? I would buy a different property. I would get out of, no offense to King County, love, love King (laughs) County, but they're they're having some crazy rules with like, with renting and stuff. Like they're, they're passing some crazy laws that, um, is unfavorable for landlords, which is, I totally get, like, we're awful people, like, I know, whatever, but, like, <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's got to be fair, and it's not, um, it's not really looking that fair, so, um, yeah, I do want to, I do want to sell this condo because of that, but I do love my tenants and all that, um, but on a side note, I can sell my condo even with a tenant in it, right? Yeah, you can. But my tenant will come with Yep. The property, yeah. So it probably wouldn't get as high of a price as if it was. Right. Because you're you're limiting your pool of buyers. Um, 
if you have a tenant in there, you're only the only buyer is going to be an investor. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have a tenant, then it could be an investor or it could be someone. You also who can't do an there. open house or anything like that yeah. with a tenant yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you don't see that as often, but people do it. Mm-hmm. It's more common with multifamily. Right. Because like it's basically only investors buying them anyways. Yeah. So like people don't care as much. Okay. And also one other thing, but I think the Fed is uh, raising the interest rate soon. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah. They, they were kind of like flirting with the idea. They were, they were like talking about talking about raising <laughs> interest rates and then they weren't. But I, it sounds like they are going to. It's going to happen because I think South Korea just did it like a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. So, you know, once I feel like one of those like countries do it, like other countries follow. Suit I think usually. like the numbers are coming back on inflation too. Oh, and, yeah. Like they're worried about the way that the economy is, is good. Yeah, everything's too expensive. Like, why is gas so expensive it's right crazy. now? It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so the interest rate's probably going to go up. I'm going to predict in, like, three months. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, timing-wise for people, like, if you're wanting to move out of the city or something, you know, it, a lot of it's really, like, personal. Like, is it the right time for you to sell? Um, and how that's going to line up with, with your life. But, yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks for the answer. I was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably question. yeah, I probably won't sell right now because I have a tenant in there and I, I love her. So I think uh, I'll probably sell in the spring when she uh, when our lease is up. Actually, I kind of want to ask her if she wants to buy the property. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, if you really really wanted to sell like immediately, like you you at landlords out there, I feel like there's always ways to resolve things with with tenants. Right. Uh, you know, you could offer them like a couple grand to leave or something. Yeah. But I know you don't want to sell that badly. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, just flirting know. with the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know landlords that's giving literally cash. Was it was it called cash for keys or something? It's like the term yeah. online. Yeah. Where you like pay them pay them like you know their next rent and. Um, yeah, exactly. Their security deposit and just be like, hey, if you give me your key, I'll give you what three grand or something. Yeah. And most people take it because they're like, oh, six. Yeah, they can just money. find a new spot. Yeah. You know, come so, up on a few grand. But I'm not selling right now, but I just wanted to know what you thought. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, home homeowners. Um. And yeah, anybody listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about selling or buying, um, then yeah, we are here to help. So mm-hmm. uh, just. Reach out to us. Our phone numbers and email are in the, in our bio. Um, and yeah, we'd be, we would love to talk to you. Yeah, sounds good. Let's connect. Thanks. Thanks for listening.